Welcome to another exciting edition of Plank of the Week, the fastest growing television show that we produce here at Talk Radio. Uh, as I often say, it's the only television show we produce at Talk Radio, but that's why it's growing so fast, because people love it. And I'm delighted to say we've got a newbie with us this week. Martin Daubney has joined us, former Brexit Party MEP, now editorial director of Unlocked, Correct. which that's is a new sort of venture on the, uh, on yeah. the internet. Uh, YouTube interviews with the likes of Lawrence Fox. In fact, the last time I saw you, yeah. you were singing at me with Lawrence Fox and Calvin Robinson, yeah, Land we, of Hope and Glory. That's right. Which it was, was rather good. It Very was a, spontaneous. Well, it wasn't just spontaneous. You, you drew it out of us, Mike. Yes, right. it was you, good. You made us have a patriotic surge. Yes. Well, Esther Crack is with us as well. Esther, welcome back. Thank you for uh, having she's me. She's now a regular on Talk Radio, of course, and a, and a commentator as well. Quite a racy little Twitter account, if I may <laughs> say so as well, uh, from time True. to time. Yeah. Um, but we've got plenty of planks to talk about, because here we are still in the midst of coronavirus. Mm. Uh, we don't know yet whether the government's getting it right. We suspect they're probably not. Um, if you're living in Liverpool right now, you'll be watching this with some uh, alacrity because you won't be able to go anywhere. So you'll be glued to your uh, television sets. But Marcy, why don't we start with you? Who's your first nomination for today's Plank of the Week? I'd like to go for a nice um, defensive stroke, a nice easy opener. Yep. Sadiq Khan. Yes. yes. Sadiq Khan. I've been waiting a long time, Mike, to come on this show and call yeah. this guy, what a planker. What a planker. <laughs> he really guy. is. Right, so... I've, I was an MEP, mm. I shook hands, I debated with, I ranted at the people who I believe at the time were the most duplicitous political pygmies on the planet. Yeah. I think Sadiq Khan is, is worse than all of them. Yeah. He's the more you turn to the driving instructor. He lied to get in right. when he said he would get rid of stop and search. And mm. then as the bodies piled up, I'm afraid he had to change his mind. Mm. He said that we couldn't get coronavirus on the tube. Mm. Now it's compulsory masks. Yeah. He said it was OK to go and protest for Black Lives Matter, but don't protest about the lockdown. Right. The guy says whatever it takes to get in, he's a political pygmy with a first class degree in gesture politics. He's also the guy, uh, and I think you probably were still in Brussels at the time, did he not yeah. go over to Brussels yes, he did. as the representative of London yeah. to yeah. ask ridiculously whether London could stay in the EU yeah. while the rest of Britain left it? Yeah, and you know, isn't it funny how, how Remainers always complained about foreign um, involvement yeah, yeah. in British politics? And yet, you're right, he went out there, he towed it up to Michel Barnier, mm. um, he was trying to get... Um, London to remain as an associate member of the European Union. Legally impossible, but again, gesture politics on the grand stage. We must remember, it's my favourite stat, more people voted to leave in London than voted for Sadiq Khan as the mayor of London. 40% of Londoners voted to leave, and I was one of them. Don't like the bloke. No. Yeah. Funnily enough, just like Scotland, you know, because Scotland are always telling us how, you know, 60% of people in Scotland voted to remain in the European Union. And you go, yeah, but more people voted to leave than actually voted for the SNP. Yeah. So you can get stuff with your independence and your ludicrous claim, claims that you're going to be able to actually, you know, manage to live in the European Union on your own yeah. as an independent country, even though the European Union would never allow it to happen. By the way, we'll give a... a I'm, I'm not going to include her this week, but she we, we always carry over somebody, and we have to carry over Margaret Ferrier, I think, this week, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. simply because she that. still hasn't bloody resigned. Yeah. And she's now saying, by the way, oh, uh, the coronavirus makes you do weird things. It makes you confused. It makes you not oh, know I'm what sure. to do. Yeah. Really? Yeah. So it makes you not realise that you might be actually positive because you've had a positive test. Maybe she meant cocaine, Maybe not she coronavirus. <laughs> Maybe she know. did. <laughs> Esther, what's your number uh, number one? So my number one, um, the CCP. Yes. So yeah. I, I don't know. I think people have happened to forget that this virus came from China. They have forgotten. And the only person that ever says that it did is Donald Trump. Donald Trump. And everyone you hates know, him, And apparently. he gets called racist for doing that. Exactly. Um, but the Kung flu, as I like to call it, um, originated in China. Now, the reason is, it's not because I, I don't think the Chinese government 
plugged it amongst their own people. But, you know, while they were letting international flights fly out to carry yeah. on the virus as a, you know, early birthday present for everyone, they had shut down local flights within China. Right. And now they've only reported, I think, since the peak of this pandemic, 45,000 deaths. Really? Uh, like, yeah, since I think June or something like right. that. In a country with 1.2 billion people. Right. It's a bit um, unlikely, that, isn't it? Yeah. A little bit. I, I don't know. I'm suspicious. I'm a little bit suspicious. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the CCP have really screwed us all over. I think they've kind of faded from the conversation, but we need to bring them back up yes. because we need to point the finger at someone. Because the reason why, I mean, I don't like Boris at the moment very much. I don't think anyone does. But you did, even the reason why we're even contemplating all these ridiculous measures is because of China. Right. Yeah. It's because they weren't and honest with us. I think that's fair. It's a good point to make because at the end of the day, no matter how useless this government apparently seems to be, yeah. it's not really their fault. You know, they did have this thing to deal with. But yeah. did it not? Did I not read this week that, that it's come back in China as well? That we someone like Qingdao or somewhere, uh, some town that sounds anything. like a beer. I think, no, I think they've had, I think they've had um, another outbreak. But the other thing that's weird about that, you know, yeah. 45,000 deaths, as you say, in a, in a country of, what, 10 billion or something like that? 1.2 billion. <laughs> 2 billion, well, who knows if that's even true, right? But, I mean, I remember seeing a, a piece written by somebody who said that there was 10... Um, was it 10,000 or something? They, they, had, they had somehow managed to see that ten or 20,000 mobile phones had just disappeared. Had just vanished, yeah. Vanished overnight, mm-hmm. you know, in terms of signals. Yeah. And they reckoned that it was because they'd all been put in some mass grave. Yeah. And the problem is with China. You just don't know what you don't to believe. Know anything, you know, I mean, there's yeah. no reason to believe anything they say. No, I think right from the very beginning, you know, when they said, it's OK, we've got this virus under control. It's over. I mean, who would believe anything that they, they, they ever say? Yeah. Right. 45,000, I, I severely doubt. It seems I, unlikely, doesn't you, it? You can yeah. add a few zeros to that, and it yeah. still might be wrong. No, exactly yeah. right. My first one's going to be the Metropolitan Police. Yes. Now, they've come in for plenty of stick over the, over the years, um, and certainly now at the moment when they're being asked to kind of uh, investigate whether or not people are having parties, yeah. you know. I see that they've fined a couple of people up in Norfolk, 10 mm. grand. I mean, imagine living in Norfolk... Um, <laughs> And having a party that, yeah. that is worth ten grand—I mean, I can't imagine it <laughs> somehow. But uh, anyway, um, but I'm putting them up for basically cautioning mm. Darren Grimes. Yep. Darren Grimes, a guy that we know well, yeah. who's a lovely bloke, mm. right? Mm. Has never done anything, as far as I know, uh, that he should ever be ashamed of. He was hounded by the Electoral Commission for years mm. because they thought that he had somehow committed some gross, you know, offence of, of yeah. taking money under false pretences while he was working for Vote Leave. And just nonsensical kind of, you know, hounding of a young man who was simply trying to make his way in life. Now, uh, after everybody remembers that interview he did with um, David Starkey back in July, um, where David Starkey was probably rather unwise to to phrase what he said in the way that he said it. But in fact, if he hadn't used the word damn... It probably wouldn't have been quite so bad. I mean, he was trying to make the point that genocide wasn't happening in Africa because black people still survived, mm. which technically is not actually right because yeah. you can say genocide doesn't have to wipe out uh, an, an entire, entire population, yeah. population of people. You know, I mean, you can commit genocide in Bosnia yeah. against the Croats. There's still Croats living there, but there was still genocide. You know mm. what I mean? But anyway, he's now being uh, told that he has to turn up on Friday of this week yeah. to Kingston Police Station, I think it is. Um, to give his account of events as to why he didn't question David Starkey more. And I'm thinking, what's it got to do with them? Do you have anything? Do you have nothing better to do? Yeah. Mm. How well, about one, release the Don Butler yeah. footage? Well, we'll come police. on to that, won't we? Because that's another uh, issue for the police. But, I mean, 
are they now going to say that they have to sit on whenever you do an interview on your on your new uh, project or Esther, if you ever come in and sit with me and talk radio, that we have to have a member of the police force sitting there to make yeah. sure I ask the right questions? I, I don't think, think so. I think we need we need to ask some serious questions when the police get involved in journalism. Full yeah. stop. Right. But that they're they're questioning. Darren, and I said, police crimes, not grimes. Yeah. It's like, come on, he's a journalist, right. um, and he didn't even say the thing. Right. So how soon before they go for Starkey? Right. I reckon they will. I reckon well. they'll go for Starkey as well. Because it seems now, if enough people complain about something, the police are duty-bound to get involved at a time when people are dropping like flies yeah. because of knife crime. What's going on with the police? Right. I think you're right, Mike. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what the rule is. I'm, my understanding is if one person complains... That's right they can then decide to take action or not, depending. But, I mean, we've all been through... I mean, I put a, um, a, a tweet out over the weekend, which wasn't that, which a lot of people said, you're the unluckiest man in Britain, because I said, you know, my, my, my partner's had a phone stolen, my son's been punched in the face, I've had my car nicked, I've been burgled. They were like, Christ, you might, you might want to consider moving, you know. But I was, <laughs> I was just making a point. Yeah. But, I mean, I know, I know people who all of those things have happened to, and every single one of them have not even ever seen a police officer. Mm. Yeah. All they've got is a crime number, so they can claim on the insurance. But the police yeah. don't bother coming round. And I've had loads of people on, on, on talk radio ring me up and say, oh, yeah, we got the office got burgled, and they sent a, um, a, a fingerprints guy out about three days later, by which yeah. time all the fingerprints were gone. I think it goes back to the, to the city calm plank as well. Yeah. And that is, you know, Khan has made a big deal of online hate hubs yeah, right. and, and policing tweets and not policing the streets. Yeah. It's like, come on, there's, there's a, a fundamental disconnect mm. between what most people consider effective and worthwhile policing yeah. versus policing being offended. Right. It's ridiculous it that is. we do live in an age where if someone's offended, the police are getting involved. It's a waste of police resources. I'm from Nottingham, right. and in Nottingham, misogyny is a hate crime. So is it? I, well, yeah, just yeah, in Nottingham. It is, yeah. And, and I looked what, in, just in Nottingham? Just in Nottingham. Why? So, no, Nottinghamshire Police is unique in that misogyny is a hate crime. Of course, other police forces want it too, because it's an easy right. thing to get a number on. Yeah, right. Yeah. You just got to see a tweet. That, well, we, we've dealt with that. Right. But the problem is, when you look into what those figures are, if you, if you tell a sexist joke that somebody overhears, and they yeah. believe that that's sexist, right. that needs to be registered with the police. Well, I mean, I'm coming on to comedy soon. Yeah. <laughs> Free speech is in terrible, terrible, perilous situation. Right. Yeah. And the police, I think, are entirely out of step with public opinion. Darren Grimes right. is being hauled over the coals for the sins of people who want to be offended by Brexiteers, yeah. by those on the right, the by Conservatives. Yeah. Yeah. It's pathetic and it needs to stop. And, of course, people who have been on the side of the police on this one, or just anti-Darren Grimes, have said, well, you know, um, inciting racial hatred is an offence. Which it probably is, yeah, but I but don't actually think that anything that Starkey said incited racial hatred. This, but this is the trouble with, with all Darren these. Either. Well, this is also the trouble with these words, isn't it? Because I mean, what does it mean? Yeah. I don't know what I would have to say to incite racial hatred. I, don't, I literally don't know what it would be. I don't yeah. know what I would be saying. I mean, I would imagine I'd be saying you should hate all black people. Is that does that mean I'm inciting well, it's racial kind of hatred? Touch and go at this point I don't know. It keeps moving. Yeah, it? I mean, but I don't. The know. police just don't have time for this. I'm sorry. The police don't have time right. to babysit the country over these stupid lockdown measures, and they don't have time to question, to call in and question journalists who right. just sit there watching someone make ill, I don't know, ill thought out statements. Right. It's just a waste of our police's time. Yeah. 
And they're not even funded enough to be doing this. I mean, you have to think, if you're actually spending time and resources doing this, what are you? What, what is the opportunity cost? What yeah. could you actually be doing right. that you're not? Right. And it's all the paperwork that goes around with it as well. I mean, I said rather uh, sort of slightly half-tongue-in-cheek, maybe we should sit in on some of the police interviews that they do yeah. with, 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 with you know, the criminals to see if they're doing their jobs because I'm yeah. certainly not going to accept any police officer coming to me and saying, oh, you should have asked him that question. Mm. Well, get lost. Yeah. Get yeah. stuffed. Yeah. Absolutely <laughs> unbelievable. Yeah, so that's but, probably a hate crime now. Uh, it probably is, yeah. But, yeah. I mean, that's the thing, isn't it? I mean, all of these things... I mean, I remember when I was in Scotland, a guy got into a fight with another guy in a pub and it sort of spilled out into the street. And because at one point one of them called the other one an English bastard, yeah. basically, yeah. it became a hate crime because of the word English. Yeah. And if he hadn't said that, it wouldn't have been a hate crime. And you go, well, this is mad, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. yeah because bonkers. the whole point is if the person who, who receives the insult or even over, overhears it says they're offended... And we are now in a situation where the police need to get involved. I think we've, we've, we've lost track of what law and order is. Yeah. Most oh, people want proper law and order. No, they, who cares? Exactly. Who cares about being offended? Oh, yeah. gosh, I'm well, so sick of hearing a, I think this. you put a tweet out this week, did you not, which said actually it's now worse to be accused of racism being, than, yeah. being an than it actually racist. to be an actual racist. Yeah, you know? yeah. If somebody cares? calls you a racist... Your career could be finished. Yeah. I mean, people yeah. get fired from their jobs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, precisely. You know. Yeah, that, that's where we are. And, and it is, and I think that's the point, that the power of language has shifted to those taking the offence. Yeah. Because to be accused of racism is, A, terrible, and B, you know, it's career-threatening, as you said. And how do you prove you're not? Right. Yeah, exactly. How do you, this is the thing, this is a crime that is effectively, you can't prove your own innocence. Yeah. Once it's, it's a charge that just stands. Like, look at Lawrence Fox, for mm. instance. I mean, just ridiculous. Yeah, I'm and out you're with him right. tonight. You, yeah. You're right, because you end up having to then deny it, and by the fact that you're denying it, it makes you look guilty. Yeah. yeah. I mean, when people call me racist on Twitter, I just ignore it now, yeah. because mm. it's not worth getting into it. Because mm. it's like, if you say, I'm not racist and here's why, yeah. it just turns into another ridiculous thing. And you can't even say, I have nonsense. black friends, because then that's I know, oh, you can't say that, oh yeah, that's what say. they all say. That's you know? the yeah. ultimate proof you're racist saying yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. I've got black friends, I've got gay friends. Well, there you go, you're proving my thesis. And so, therefore, don't get involved at all. Yeah, Yeah. it really is. Second one for you, Marcel. I'm going to go fanning into this. I'm going to go for Frankie Boyle. Yeah, yeah. The once funny comedian who, if we cast our minds back, used to make jokes about things like Down syndrome. Yeah. He was actually genuinely offensive. And I think pretty funny. Yeah. Back in the day. He was. Um, I'm happy for people to make jokes. Comedy is, is the last bastion of free, free speech. Yes. They, they, they used to get in trouble. We could get hung in Hitler's Germany for telling inappropriate jokes about Nazis. Right. You could get, you'd get sent to the gulag in, in Russia for sending jokes about, pro, about presidents that mm. are inappropriate. Frankie Boyle's show, New World Order, had the thing about Kill Whitey on it. Um, now, I wasn't offended by that. It was just a joke. Right. But how come... Darren Grimes is being hauled before the police yeah. for something that one of his guests said, mm. but Frankie Boyle can say, one of his guests can say, let's kill Whitey, and yeah. that's different. Yeah. And I think the point is this. I, I don't believe that comedians like Frankie Boyle or, or Keith Lemon or David Williams are really buying into this wokery. I right. think they're using it as a self-defence mechanism for the fact that they used to be offensive when yeah. that was OK. Right. Yeah. And now they want to prove that they've atoned for their sins. Right. And they don't want their front door to be kicked through. Mm. They don't want to be on the same list as well, Grimes. When you saw Williams talking about Little Britain, I yeah. thought it was quite pathetic. Yeah. The way that he was kind of apologising yeah, for what, what we, we, we obviously wouldn't do that now. Well, why not? Yeah. It was bloody funny. Yeah. Right? What's yeah. wrong with it? Tonight, I'm, go- I'm going to Comedy Unleashed tonight. Um, oh, yeah. And, and it's, it's three nights sold out. 
You know, it, it's, it's people that are... Social distancing, I, I hope. Yeah, because it's yeah. socially distanced. Well, we'll, oh, probably is when we get in there. But the point is, I, I think we can't be going towards a time where we have illegal comedy clubs and yeah. speakeasies, three knocks and you're in. Yeah, yeah. But where, jokes. where jokes... But that's what it's going to be like, though, That's what it's it? getting like. You know, yeah. It'd be like Fight Club, but underground comedy right. clubs. We need a return to full-blown offensive humour and don't <laughs> apologise for yeah, it. Yeah. Now, I know you're a, you're a trailblazer on this, Mike. Well, listen... Yeah. I'm, I'm, I, love, I love upsetting people. It's what I do for exactly. a living, you know. Unfortunately, I mean, I do have to be a bit careful because obviously I'm bound by yeah, yeah. Ofcom and all sorts of rules when I'm on the radio. Yeah. But, I mean, when we used to do live stage shows, my God, some of the stuff we would come out with, you know, yeah. some of it I can't even remember because yeah. I was pissed when I did it, you know. Yeah. But the point is is that Frankie Boyle used to be uh, alternative, right? Yeah. Yeah. The problem with Frankie Boyle now is that he's now mainstream yeah. and he's also now establishment, right? Yeah. He actually blocked me on Twitter because I said something to him, I can't remember what it was, that he didn't like. Yeah. You know, like all the people that block me on Twitter, mm. they, they take offence at something I've said, when yeah. they're supposed to be the ones that give offence, yeah. but they but can't take but it. But it's like back in the yeah. day, back in, I used to edit Loaded magazine, I used to compare um, a comedy award every year, the Laughters, right. and we right. had like Jimmy Carr, yeah. like, all these sort of people turned up, and they were incredibly offensive. Yeah. They'd tell jokes about things I wouldn't even repeat. Right. But the point is, People didn't have mobile phones. Well, do you remember Jimmy Carr got in trouble, didn't he, for making fun of that guy in a wheelchair? It turned out the guy in the wheelchair was a vet yeah. who actually thought it was hilarious. Yeah, there you go. He didn't have a problem. Taking offence on behalf of other people <laughs> well, yeah. is a modern pastime. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The point is, you know, I think all these modern-day woke comedians are frauds. Yeah. They're not actually woke. They're pretending to be yeah. to be woke so they don't get sacked for the sins of yesteryear. Mm. They're all frauds. And yeah. this is another thing, being offended on behalf of other people. This is like my life as a black person. I can't believe I'm saying that. But it's like, you know, people like Owen Jones would be like, the Tory party want to deport all black people, and that is offensive. Baseless accusation, and he's offended on my behalf. And it's like, leave, leave me alone. Mm. You know, and this is, this is where the conversation has shifted. It's not actual people that really you would think would be offended. It's, you know, I don't know, all these white liberals that are offended on other people's behalf because they think that's going to someone protect mm. them. And I'm like, be offensive, well, be new, rude, you know, this new be phrase, obscene. Right? I want to laugh. No, I've got to ask you this now, because yeah. obviously I would like to be your white ally. Yeah, right? yeah. Because <laughs> that's the new thing, right? Yeah. It's Blake, almost yeah. like you have to have a black person who you are a white yeah. ally to. Yeah, exactly. Which is yeah. so condescending. Literally. Yeah. It's, it's like so having a pet, isn't it? So yeah. it's like, oh, so I have you as a pet, shall I? Yeah. You know, and I can help you with your career because obviously you can't help yourself obviously. on account of your skin colour. Mm. Yeah. I mean, it's absolutely the most offensive thing I can imagine. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. And you, you get people like David Lammy like saying comic relief is like white saviour syndrome. Yeah, you're like, you should be a white ally. I'll tell you what's funny about yeah. David Lammy. Somebody gave him a radio show. The show's not very funny, but there yeah. we are. But yeah. no, so give us your second one, Esther. Um, my second one. Okay. Is it Dominic West? Uh, yeah. It is Dominic yeah, West. Yeah, Dominic West, yes. Yeah. Uh, the he actor... made it last... This is, amazingly, Double you know, last week, yeah. right? Yeah. Last week, we said we should make Dominic West Plank of the Week because he'll never be on the list again, right? Yeah. yeah. And yeah. now he's on it again. Yeah, double he's trouble, back. yeah. He's back. <laughs> he needs a round of applause for that one. Yeah, yeah, well done, um, Dominic. Yeah, but Dominic, who so was so kind to jump for joy when yes. Trump was Wasn't diagnosed that nice? with... These lefties with are so the kung nice, flu. Yeah, exactly. Um, now, <laughs> yesterday... Was it yesterday or the day before? These racy pictures of him with... Lily West, I think. He's playing away. Is it Lily West? Lily, um, is it Lily Jones? Lily Jones yeah. or something. She's a blonde 31-year-old actress who's um, been with a few... I actually recognise her because I've seen names. her in something. I can't remember yeah. what it was, but you know. I think she was in Cinderella or something. I'm so embarrassed to know that, but she was. Um, but she's been with quite a few Hollywood stars and all the rest of it, so she's not like... She used to date Doctor Who, I think. Mm, Matt exactly, Smith, right? and she dated the Superman guy. Yes, Chris, Chris. Yeah, Chris Evans. Chris Evans, That's who is right. just delicious. Anyway. Mm. Um, She's been about a bit, is what you're saying. 
Steady. She's yeah, she's yeah. not inexperienced. No, no, I mean, she's she's not inexperienced. Okay, yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, but she broke. I don't know if she broke up with him, but I, I would never leave um, Chris Evans. I'm just saying personally. Yeah. No. Just, just well, maybe he broke up with her. You never know. But um, now she traded Mr. Hunk for a 50 year old married man, <laughs> who's now saying his marriage is going great. Yeah. Um, well, he did and, that great thing. Yeah. Uh, where he decided it'd be a good idea mm. to get back with the missus down in the West Country near Chippenham somewhere, <laughs> where I used to live. Mm. Uh, and be pictured with her, sort mm. of, you know, kissing and cuddling with his wife, yeah. who yeah. must be mortified. Because, I mean, yeah. you know, we've all been oh, there. Well, at least I, I Those pictures have. with Lily James uh, were really I mean, luckily, bad. I've never been pictured in, in, the, in the full frontal mm. uh, newspaper sense. But, you know, if, if somebody finds a picture of you with another person that you're not supposed to be with, they're not usually over the moon about it. Yeah. Particularly if you're on a scooter with them, with your arms yeah. around. Hugging and kissing, and, I was like... And staring into their eyes. Get a room. And, you know, nuke, wonder, you know I, nuzzling I, 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 their neck. I wonder neck. if though, this goes back to the same point as the Frankie Boyle thing, and that is, if you, if you know that you're kind of playing hide the salami with, with somebody, <laughs> then what better way... What better <laughs> way... What better way to show <laughs> that you're actually virtuous... And well, they were in Italy. What better way to show... That you're a virtuous person and say, well, I hate Donald Trump. Yeah. I hate Trump. Yeah. And I'm going to leap for joy when he's got COVID-19. Yes. Or, or, or I hate all these racist people because they've got all this sort of dodgy stuff, you see. Although, yeah. interestingly enough and perversely, I think, because of what he said about Trump, it actually made the story better. Of course he yeah. did. Because I don't think he would have, in any way, the mail would not have put this guy on page one mm. if it hadn't been for that. Because he's one of those guys yeah. that you wouldn't necessarily know. I mean, I only know about him because I love The Wire. Same here, yeah. Somebody bought me The Wire and I thought he was American. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, his American right. accent was that good. I, same with Idris Elba. He was mm. also American. Milton, right? yeah. And I thought they were both these really great American actors. And I found out he was English. I yeah. thought, blimey, that's amazing. Yeah, he's a yeah. talented guy. And also, guy. I really liked his character in The Wire because he was this kind of drunken Irish yeah. police exactly. officer, you know, drinking and shagging his way through um, Baltimore. And it was great. Yeah. But now, I just think, what a complete arse. Yeah. yeah, he's so virtuous for yeah. not liking Trump, but it's great for him to cheat on his wife with a woman who's almost 20 years his yes. junior. I know. So uh, that's, that's the, the lovely hypocrisy us, we never see from the left. Maybe it gives us hope. That if, the, if these kind of you know tall poppies are going to come out and virtue signal, and then suddenly the male go for them, yes. and dig all the dirt on the fact that they're being naughty boys, well, do you know maybe, they'll, maybe they'll pipe down. What I find interesting about the male uh, is that basically um, it went through a period of kind of wokeness. I yeah, think, it did when Geordie Gregg took it over first, but I think he's slightly beginning to get the old sort of male back in a way. And I think it might be because he's starting to let go of the reins a little bit mm. and all the kind of really really good journalists because there's loads of great journalists yeah. there are kind of taking the paper back to its roots in, in, yeah. in a way, you know, so it's a bit, it's going a bit more right because for a while it was really wishy-washy and kind yeah. of flabby and wet and lefty yeah. and yeah. remainery and all that. It totally was. It, 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 it was always that kind of barometer of Middle England, which, which its critics hated it for, but that's why it was so good. It really knew that people were annoyed about land of open glory, mm. statues, cancel culture, yeah. and then it went a bit soft. I think they realised that the market's not in being woke now. No. The market is where you're... That's why your audience well, is going through the, the I mean, the whole of talk radio is going like, a, like the clappers. You can't yeah. believe how many people are now... I mean, every yeah. day, people, you know, either either tweeting or ringing up and saying, we've come over from the dark side, as we yeah. like to call it. You know, <laughs> you know, come into the light. You know, it's like poltergeist, you know. But it's true. Yeah. Because it is. I mean, it's it's really... People don't want to be depressed all the time. Yeah. Mm. And if you listen to that other state, it's all you get is depressed, mm. pissed off, you know, just yeah. really not very happy. Well, yeah. I'm going to go, speaking of, uh, of wokeness, um, and I'm told Lily James is her name, by the way. If we, yeah, if we, Lily, if I'm we sorry for not knowing wrong. her no, name. No, that's all right, don't worry. <laughs> uh, National Maritime Museum yes. are the latest uh, yeah. museum 
uh, of this fine city of ours that have decided that it's time to reinvent history, right? <laughs> We've already had the British Museum, mm. who managed to, to, yeah. to remove the statue of the bloke who actually founded the British Museum, yeah. um, who actually started the British Museum with a load of artefacts from his own collection mm. on the basis that he might have had something to do with slavery, yeah. right? So that wasn't a good thing. Natural History Museum then said they were going to have a look at Darwin, you know, mm. the founder of modern biology, because yeah. they thought he might be a bit of a racist. And you're kind of going, well, that's bad news for the origin of the species then. <laughs> yeah. As I said, I think, on one uh, plank of the week a few weeks ago, you know, well, they're going to blow up the Galapagos Islands and say, you know, <laughs> we don't want to go anywhere near that, yeah. you know, because Darwin found those and, you know, get rid of all that. So now the National Maritime Museum, based in Greenwich, next to the Cutty Sark, you know, from not, not a million miles away from Portsmouth, where HMS Victory sits, but Admiral Lord Nelson, Horatio Nelson, one of the great sort of historical figures of mm. this country, they say now um, that his history is a bit complex. Yeah. So forget about the fact that he actually, you know, won um, the Battle of Waterloo. Forget about the fact that he died in action. Forget about the fact that he was one of the great sea commanders of the history of the world. They mm. now think that, you know, um, he might not have been that good about slavery. Yeah. Because apparently he once wrote a letter to somebody about William Wilberforce, mm. uh, who was obviously all about, you know, freeing the slaves, mm. saying that the bloke was a bit of a nuisance. Now, he didn't say... He's a bit of a nuisance because he wants to free up all these slaves because I love slaves. He didn't say any of that. No. It's just a letter that he wrote as a, a, a powerful individual to somebody else in power about how he thought William Wilberforce was not really a very great mm. force for good. But, you know, really? Seriously? But I mean, everyone Greenwich. was racist back then. So bloody what? Right. Like, I'm sorry. I, I'm, I don't think it's, it's, it's... You can't judge people back then by today's standards. Of course because not. Because everyone was racist. Everyone benefited from the slave trade. Yeah. I'm not saying that's a good thing, but that is a part of history that's not going to, going, going to go away. You right. can't just keep manipulating history and say, oh, we need to cover this person's statue because right. everyone's traumatised and we'll all just, you know, burst into tears. Mm. It is it is history. It is the nature of it. There is There are so many instances in our human history that African history, Asian history, Latin American history that are filled with atrocities, right? It's not just the... Um, transatlantic slave trade. We've right. had slaves throughout our entire history as human beings. Okay, this needs to stop. But I th- there's something crushingly predictable about this, though, because if you remember back in the day, Afua Hirsch, who, who now is, yes. is, is like royalty. Oh yeah, she was doing a program. She was doing a program on TV the other night with, with, with Samuel with, with Samuel H. Jackson. That's right. And, and the point is. You know, she said years ago in the Guardian, "Let's topple Nelson's collar." Yeah. Mm. Now, the only thing that's that's not not that, that will stop that is none of these pencil necks will be able to climb Nelson's column with a rope long enough. <laughs> <laughs> they no. can't pull it down. It's too it's too high up. Yeah. But isn't it crushingly predictable? Um, they've been for and also been for she Churchill. is talk about white mm. privilege. I mean, this is a woman who I think has a, either a white mother or a white father, one of the yeah. two. I'm not sure. Jewish Grew up mother. in a very very well to do household, mm. right? In Scandinavia, I think. Mm. Um, and is the very furthest person that you would be removed from if you were, uh, you know, an inner city working class black guy trying to get on in the world in yeah. Britain, right? She does not represent him at she all. Hasn't she has nothing all like that. The privileges yeah, could she went to private school. Went to private school. Went to I mean, Oxford. all of that. Went to Oxford right? as a barrister. Oxford. Yeah, mm. and now she's made a name and she actually profits about speaking on black issues when she herself is as white as she is black. Right. It is so ridiculous. It really is. I, I can't even believe it. Yeah. Yeah. That's where the honest. money is. You know, I yeah. think that, that's what I think it comes down to as well. It's a bit like you know, um, Richard Branson was also the world's biggest environmentalist. Yeah, yeah. you know, Bono. 
you know, a billionaire was also about ending famine. Well, just yeah, give me yeah. your money, mate. Right. And I think now it's the same thing. It's like, actually, I've got quite a lot of privilege, but it's far easier to say I haven't mm. Mm. and put myself as a saviour yeah. of those who I'm trying, who who have been oppressed for generations. I, I'm a coal miner from Nottingham. You know, a few of her has got more privilege than I ever had. Yeah. Yeah. Went to a better school, went and to a better university. I mean, you'd have no chance of getting into Oxford. <laughs> no same chance. with me. I mean, I went to a grammar school in the days when there were such things in London. Yeah. Um, I think we got something like two people into Oxford every year. I didn't even go into the, the sixth form because I had a row with the, the dodgy father who ran the place, you know, and ended up going to <laughs> FE College, smoking a load of dope for two years in East London, you know. But but this, the, this is the problem, that all of these people who claim... And Owen Jones is another one, you know, just because oh, he talked yeah. with a northern voice and he makes out that he's, you know, you can't point a northern out white well. working-class boy. Mm. Really? <laughs> have you seen Have you seen the room he zooms from? I mean, it looks yeah. like some mansion or other, yeah. you know. And they're all absolutely privileged. They're all academics. They're all mm. getting paid by think tanks. They've yeah. all been to university. And, you know, ordinary people in this country don't live like that. Yeah, yeah and I think the, the people that lecture us the most about privilege seem to be, be born the into the most privileged. Yeah. yeah, That's what I think is a general rule of yeah. thumb. Like the BBC, I, I used to work there a lot. I was the only sort of, I guess you'd call commoner. Yeah. In a room. Yeah. Now, The Guardian, if you look at their, their columnists, they nearly mm. all went to Oxbridge universities. Yeah. Now, that's no problem. Right. But I don't go around lecturing you on stuff. So how come you're telling right. me? Yeah. But I've also, got yeah, I mean, you'll know this from going to the BBC. You know, they talk about diversity at the BBC. Mm. They're all bloody middle class. Yeah. Mm. Don't worry about what colour their skin is. Mm. They are all middle class. And they all think the same way. And yeah. they can right. never read the room. They can never read the room and they can never take a joke. They're just going uh, like a bull in a china shop, mm. just going after what they think is right and wrong and trying to lecture the ma- masses about. Mm. How mm. you know you're not privileged? You're super privileged. You're this and that. It's just it's just yeah. annoying. And like all of these museums, they're saying, well, you know, it's just a review. Yeah. And you go, oh, really? You know, because mm. I did the same when I got the Natural History Museum on. And they actually, bizarrely, in in a, in a fit of uh, incredible sort of uh, supplication, they actually tweeted me back. But when they were getting criticised for yeah. the, Dar- the Darwin thing, yeah. And they said, you know, please look at this um, study that we've done in order to. Um, to understand what it is that we're trying to do. And the headline of the study was, you know, why all natural history museums are racist. And you go, well, pretty much looks like you've made up your mind then. But of course they are, because the people who went to places that Darwin went to came from here, Mm. and they brought things back from there, right? Some of the things were stolen. Some of the things were purchased, you know. I think the kind of representatives of these institutions, I think they're cowards. Yeah. That's what yeah. it comes down to. The British right. Library, the National Trust, you know, English Heritage. Yeah, the National Trust, another one. They, they are all self-flagellating now, <laughs> I think, because yeah. they, they just want this to go away. But rather than saying, do you know what? There's some checkered history yeah. out there. We're going to own that. Right. Let's have a mature conversation about it. But don't pull the statues no. down. But you're right, though, because it hadn't actually occurred to me about the whole Nelson's Column thing, because that's the, where it will go next. You know, yeah. If they actually succeed in kind of somehow creating a special exhibition in, and it's a magnificent place down in Greenwich. I mean, yeah. it really yeah, it is, is an yeah. amazing beautiful. space. It's a beautiful area. You know, it's all part of rural Greenwich Park and all that. Um, if they do succeed in, in kind of rewriting Nelson, they probably will start petitioning to pull down the, uh, the Nelson well, yes, column, which would be absolutely tragic. You know, I think it was 2017 when, when Hirsch first wrote that piece, and it became almost the prototype, yeah. pointless protest that became a mm. real nightmare. Yeah. And I think it's going to keep happening yeah. until the authorities say, do you know what? Go away. Yeah. Yes, we made some mistakes, but we can learn from them. But we don't learn from, mis- from, from historical mistakes by rewriting history or by toppling statues. That's anti-democratic. Yeah. It's cretinous and it's divisive. 
Why is it doesn't the focus involve Brits. always on British and American history? I'm so. Why is the focus on always being self-flagellating about British and American history when there are so many? You know, it's not the center of the world. There are other countries with other histories that are also not very glamorous that you could also focus on. Indian history, you know, pre-British colonialism was not great either. I think it's about money. I think it's about yeah, repatriation. It's, 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 it's about always about one type, type yeah, of yeah. history. Ultimately, it's about money. It's about power. It's about reprogramming modern politics with shame, yeah. with vindication. So more people like us get into positions of power, which means. Mm-hmm. Less white men. Mm. Yeah, you know, so they can influence the narrative. And, and it means changing politics, changing power, mm. and rewriting the bits that don't fit. Why don't Black Lives Matter care about modern day slavery? Right. Yeah. Ah, what about black in, slavery in North Africa right now? Precisely. Well, you don't have to go that far. You go up to Leicester. Right. There's a bunch of it <laughs> exactly. going on up there. There's a report yeah. out today. Yeah. Uh, we did a show on Unlocks during the lockdown about yeah. the Leicester lockdown, yeah. about the sweatshops that were working, yeah, yeah. and the whistleblowers, Andrew Bridgen, the Conservative, spoke out against Claudia Webb, the Corbyn yeah. Easter. Um, in Leicester East, who just turned a blind eye, yeah. came out today. They've been making millions and laundering money by mm-hmm. slave labour, cash right. in hand, and they don't want to talk about it on the Liberal left. No. It's happening right now. And an awful lot of the people that country. come across the channel in dinghies end up working there yeah. as working well, there, by yeah. the way. And yeah. a lot of the slave masters in Leicester are other Asian guys yeah. taking advantage of Asian citizens. Mm. Where's the outrage about that? Oh, no, let's go for Nelson's column. Yeah, it's yeah. easier, and, it's, and it's, it's just easy to blame the system, those in power, but it's happening in plain sight in front of us and the same people who complain about Nelson's column mm. are silent about Leicester. Yeah. Funny, eh, Mike? I know, isn't it bizarre? Funny enough, I was going to say, and I think I'm going to bring you on to your next and final uh, nominee, because in France, funnily enough, Macron actually came out and said, we are not going to remove any statues. Yeah. And so for a guy who we generally Back see as a bit of a weakling and a bit of a sort of, uh, you know, Frenchman, uh, which yeah. I use quite liberally as an insult, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, he's actually done the right thing. And mm. Boris, funnily enough, actually, when he came out and made that speech a little while ago about how we're very proud of our country, we like singing Land of Hope and Glory, we like our statues, you know, bugger off, leave us alone. That was actually one of his stronger moments, yeah. I would say, in the last month or so, you know. Yeah. Yeah. But I think Macron's one of your uh, nominees, he is. isn't he? Yeah, the, the um, trumped-up modern-day Napoleon, <laughs> Emmanuel Macron, um, yeah. obviously as a former Brexit party MEP, he was um, one of the guys that we had most chagrin with yes. but he's in the news this week did you ever meet him um, no he, he never he never went that far right. you know, he, never, he never went to the european parliament he was too busy hiding behind his brick walls in paris right. inside his gilded cage yeah, yeah. Th- and that's what he's like yeah. he's in the news now because thursday is october the 15th it's brexit day yes it's, it's the latest deadline when the brits have said we will get a brexit deal done won't happen mike it won't happen and fishing is huge on this agenda now the remainers the, the DJs on the other side, the dark yeah. side, they go, well, but fishing's only 0.1% of the, of the GDP. Why do you care? Right. Well, why do the French care about fishing when it's only 1% of their GDP? Yeah. The answer is simple. This week, Macron has been saying we will not move on fishing because the coastal community around France has been plundering British waters for 47 years because the EC took all of our fishing rights in 1973. Now we want them back. Fishing is totemic because if Macron can't get a good deal on fishing in British waters for the French, mm. he's going to lose all those seats. Right. And who's going to come into play in those seats? Marine, Marine Le Pen. Le Pen. Right. Do you remember her? Yeah. yeah. So, so what's going to happen? is that if Macron falls and Le Pen gets in, what's the first thing Le Pen is going to go for? Leaving a the Frexit EU. referendum. <laughs> yeah. and, and, and Angela Merkel needs a Macron because they are the Laurent Hardy of Europe. Yeah. They need each other. And we can see the House of Cards starting to fall apart. Yeah. Fishing always was and really, really is important. Macron, right. choose Macron. Choose Macron, not Macron. 
Yes. Yeah. Well, I've always said as well, because like people that. who say, oh, we haven't got any boats anymore, we haven't got capacity, yeah, all doesn't matter. Because what we can do is say to the French, look, you can carry on fishing here, but it's going to cost you a million quid a go. Yeah, Every yeah. single boat that comes in, that's a million quid, or yeah. whatever it is that we decide to do. But we can certainly get some money out of them. Yeah. Uh, and, and because I don't think we could even fish the waters not just because we haven't got the, the boats for mm. it, but we probably haven't got the demand for it because yeah. they eat most of our fish. I don't mind that. They can take it, but they yeah. need to pay us. Yeah. But the coastal communities of, of Britain were, were greatly neglected and mm. abandoned in the yeah. 70s. Um, June Mummery, my, my Brexit Party MEP colleague, was fighting tooth and nail for them. And we did an unlock the other week, and we were hearing stories about fishing boats that were cut up, right. destroyed really? in the 70s, yeah. in Lower Stoff around the south coast, all around Hurl and Grimsby. Mm. Families, communities were lost. Yeah. They never fished again. Up in Scotland probably as well. It's heartbreaking in the what old happened. East nuke. Yeah. Well, you think what the fishing industry could be? Emmanuel Macron knows it's a political lifeline for yeah. him. That's why if we take com- control of our fisheries, Macron is in for the, for the, for the gangplank. Yeah, I mean, and I, I think, think bring he's in it for it on. anyway. It's beautiful. Bring it on. Yeah, yeah. absolutely right. Le Pen's mm. momentum is... He should be worried. I don't think it just comes down to fishing. Mm. But, yeah, that's, no, that's a huge a, thing. Yeah, it's, it's about more than well, fishing Well, I mean, there's the statues. whole Gilets Jean movement as well, yeah. which hasn't got away, right? Yeah, I mean, exactly. presumably those, and those yeah. are lo- largely people from the countryside mm. who are not happy with the kind of elitist types running it all from Paris. Yeah. And the, I think one of the things that they're upset about is the cost of fuel, mm. you know, because they, they, they use all the way an Paris. awful lot of agricultural equipment. You know, yeah. they need to, yeah. Lots of parallels with Brexit. Yeah. yeah. Out of touch metropolitan elites, not yeah. caring about the provinces, not caring about fisheries. Yeah. And I think Macron's going to head for a bit of a nightmare. Yeah. yeah. And he's ha- he will have to stand firm on fishing. And so will we, if, if we're going to have any meaningful form of Brexit. I think we're approaching a fascinating time in politics. Mm. And I, I, for one, would love to see Macron sort of wither away. Yes, I think really Let's hope Boris that. can get this one thing right. Yes. Bring, bring well, I mean, fishing. let's hope so. I mean, I think yeah. the one, it's the one area that he does seem to be doing okay on, yeah. as far as I can tell. I mean, you might have a different view, but mm. I mean, I think he appears to be holding quite a strong line on it. Mm. And yeah. this guy, David Frost, seems to be a pretty uh, I think glass half sharp, full. Uh, yeah. Glass yeah. half full. Give Boris his due. I'll give him yeah. his yeah. Frosty yeah. his due, and let's, and let's wait and see. Yeah, yeah. all right. Yeah. Esther, your final one? The final one, it's, uh, it's a bit... Okay, so it's not exactly a jab at Black Lives Matter, but it is, it is significant in the sense that it's SARS, basically, which mm. is the uh, special sort of anti-robbery force in Nigeria. It's a right. special segment of the Nigerian police force, which oh, okay. just I deals with you anti-robbery. The, the, um, no, the not, not, they're not... Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. And SARS, the I saw SARS that and I thought, round. yeah, you can't really end a virus like that. <laughs> no, but, um, you know, it's a completely different ball game, And obviously, most people who haven't lived in West Africa, but... In a country like Nigeria, you know, corruption is is mm. completely out of out of control. I mean, more so than you would think. I, and it shocks me as someone who grew up in Ghana, right? Who's which is not the country least lacking in corruption, but it is a still has its fair bit of corruption. But in Nigeria, it's completely all over the place. Mm. And you know, recent footage has come out of instances where these anti-robbery police forces are actually breaking into people's homes, killing people, stopping students, attacking them, robbing their phones. You know, it, it's so bad and so commonplace that you could hold your phone whilst you're being arrested and just get shot because mm. they don't want you to film you. Oh, wow. And it's, 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 I mean, it takes police brutality to a completely different level. Mm. And it's something that I said, you know, Americans, I'm not saying you don't have an issue with police brutality, but look at this. Right. Where is Black Lives Matter? This yeah. is a continent with over 90% of Black Lives Matter, uh, Black Lives. Where are you? Why are you not making noise about the fact that there is an actual state-sanctioned, almost like 
brut- brutality. And is it literally just for money, more or less? It's literally just for money. Yeah. I mean, it is the most brutish form wow. of, of corruption you could ever possibly think of. Mm. These people are given weapons by the state and no one questions what they're doing because apparently they're anti-robbery force. Yeah. Um, but it is a jab at, and it is a, a huge sign of the failings of whatever the Black Lives Matter organization or movement is now. I don't know what it is. Right. Especially I don't think anyone does. I don't think mm. anyone They've does. They've all kind yeah. of gone back to the... Um, baseline and seemingly certainly all the white exactly. people that used to march around in London when the weather was nice yeah. you don't see them out in the streets now because the exactly. weather's not very nice yeah mm. but it's just it's just to say where are you now where yeah. are you when you're actually seeing footage of black people being gunned down by other black people where are you where is your voice yeah. where, where are you to say that actually this form of police brutality is so I mean it's so barbaric mm. you can't even wrap your head around it um, and yeah that's that's something that I just wanted to point out because for me that's where I get really infuriated yeah. That these people have made 1.2 million pounds off the back of this movement, and they're literally nowhere to be found yeah. when it really matters. Right, that's so, quite shocking, isn't well, it? A lot of that. Well, a, it's a timely reminder of, of how tolerant and, and welcoming and wonderful a place yeah. Britain is to yeah, live. Yeah, exactly. Um, because for all the talk of and police actually brutality, uncorrupt as well. Yeah, precisely. And for all, for all the talk of how horrific and racist Britain is, I um, mean, the media at least, you know, it, it might might be timely to pay yeah. attention to countries where you actually have proper brutality yeah. and, and, and horrors. And, and it's all about selectively picking what mm. fits the agenda, isn't it? Yeah, all exactly. of this. So let's, let's pick the bad bits of British history yeah. to prove that we're endemically evil. Yeah. And let's ignore the bits that don't fit from elsewhere, mm. such as slave trades in other countries or slave trades in modern-day Britain that aren't white mm. people doing it because it doesn't fit the script. And that's what I think we need a new truth in the media, yeah. to talk about this in a, in a brutal, no favours way, like yeah. what you do on the, on, on yeah. this show and I mean, on your you know, show every day. And, and it's not like you have to do it. You don't have to go and do stories about yeah, Nigeria. Exactly. But if you're going to do the other stuff, then you do. You have to be balanced. Right? Yeah, you, have you have to, to be, be balanced. balanced. If you're going to go banging on about you know how many people die in police custody in Britain, then let's mm. start to try and compare over a decade. It. Right, mm. which is 13 something. over a decade. Mm. And mm. I don't think they were all black, were they? Um, I, no, that's the number of black people oh, that died okay. in police custody. Now, that's but not to more, say they I were think, killed by police. They yeah. happened to die while in police custody. While dying in police custody. Yeah. And I think most of the deaths in police custody are actually not black. Well, yeah, yeah, they're, 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 they're white. That's true, but that's because we're mostly a white country. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of those deaths that. are for things like um, overdoses on, 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 mm. on drugs and whatnot. Mm. It's completely untrue. To, to, to draw the parallels that British is, is a brutal police state mm. yeah. akin to America, let alone places like Nigeria. Yeah. But nevertheless, I think the, the people with the, the bitterest tunes have the loudest trumpets, mm. Mm. particularly on, on, on social media and in the mainstream media. But I, I do live in hope mm. that, that we are coming through a, a period of more incision, more people speaking out, uh, political movements. Yeah. Places like well, I think, radio, I think the public are getting a bit more savvy about you know what they're being told as well. I think yeah. the public are sick to death of what we regard as the mainstream media yes. and the kind of narratives that get put out by the BBC and Sky. And if you watch it, I mean, Sky did a thing the other week, didn't they, about how a British company is involved in selling shields to American police yeah, forces. And I was like, great. And you go, well, okay, what's wrong? Yeah. yeah. Well, they might use them to hit people with, and yeah. some of the people they hit them with might be from black and ethnic minority uh, communities. Mm. And you go, well. They can do what they want with the shields. What They're they could, buying them. What, it's an export. What's the problem? What yeah. they could have said was, Britain makes brilliant yeah. shields. Right. And they're so good, they're being used in the most important riots yeah. on the planet, right. which is trying to bring down an American government. Yeah. Great. Yeah, they yeah. could have said that. could have said yeah. that. But they didn't say any of that, no. funnily enough. Yeah. No. Um, now, having said that we live in a great country and uh, we've already slagged off the police here, uh, I'm now going to slag off the MPs because <laughs> it turns out that in the midst of all of this, and it beggars belief, really, I can't quite understand, you know, 
If you were running a PR company and you wanted to run the three worst PR campaigns yeah. in the world, yeah. one would be Meghan and Harry, first of all, right? Yeah. Whoever's advising them has got it completely yeah. wrong. The second would be Boris. And the third has to be the Houses of Parliament. Because the MPs, in the midst of the coronavirus pandemic, people are getting laid off. I think 800 people were laid off by Green King just the other day. Yeah. Thousands of people have been laid off by uh, British Airways. Thousands more lead, laid off from all sorts of com- companies all over the country. They announced that they're going to give themselves another £3,000 pay rise, mm. which is on top of, by the way, a £2,500 pay rise they've got this year. They're not going to get the three grand till next year. Yeah. But all of the sitting MPs, and I, I say Margaret Ferrier gets an honorary mention this week, because that means she <laughs> will also get an extra three grand. So five and a half grand. Now, again, we talk about ordinary people in this country. That's a lot of money. Yeah. To If you went to an average person in, in this country who makes, I think, the average salary is about £27,000 a year. If you said to them, we're going to bump you up to thirty-two. They bite your arm off. Yeah. You know, that is a massive pay rise for them. But yeah. for these guys, in addition to the 80,000 they're already getting, they're going to go up to 83. Um, they've still got massive expenses, even yeah. though they're getting slightly better at justifying them. You know, I, I mean, you'll know a bit about this. I remember talking to some of your colleagues yeah. in the Brexit party that yeah. it's an even worse gravy train in, in, in Brussels, right? <laughs> it is, yeah, yeah. But in London, it seems ludicrous to me that, you know, that the government can say and can turn around and say, oh, actually, it's nothing to do with us. It's, it's the parliamentary process. Mm. The parliamentary um, um, standards authority awards the pay rise. Well, you why? Awards? From which pocket? It's yeah. public yeah. Well, it just part. comes out of, you know, we're paid for it. Yeah. That's the bottom line. Yeah, it's a funny thing because on the one hand, they don't give it to themselves. It, it is awarded to them. But right. they're oh, 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 never. Yeah, but, but it's not like they couldn't it stop done, it. No, shouldn't no? it be done based on a good job? Like, why should Sadiq Khan get a pay rise? Right. Why should he get any money at all? Exactly. I mean, Michael Bloomberg, when he was the mayor of New York, because he was a millionaire, mind you, he did the job for for a dollow. Yeah. He refused to take a salary. Do you know know how difficult it is to get a five k pay rise in a normal job? It's very difficult to get a five k pay rise in in, like in the span of a year. You never hear of it. Absolutely not. Why is someone like I? And I have to keep harping on this woman. Why is Dawn Butler getting a pay rise? So she's getting an extra five grand. So you'll be able to get a better car. It was a pretty yeah. crap car oh, she was yeah. taught driving, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> no, it was a BMW, apparently. Oh, was it? Yeah, it was okay. a 5 Series, yeah. So it's interesting. Well, then she gets seven now. Yeah. Keir Starmer <laughs> was asked about this pay rise. Yeah. And they said, do you think it's right? He went, no, no, I think it's wrong. But he stopped short of saying he'd pay it back. Yes. Because of course they well, won't pay Well, that's Keir Starmer all over yeah. it for yeah. you, isn't it? Yeah, he thinks it's wrong, but he's yeah. going to take the money. And I, and I would have liked to have had my fourth plank as Keir Starmer because yeah. we don't have an opposition at the moment. No. no they, they are, they're agreeing with everything the Tories vanished. say yeah. and then blaming them, but they're not objecting. They're, right. not going to, they're not kicking back against the lockdown. Right. They're not kicking back against the 10 p.m. curfew. No. They're, they're not kicking back against this, t- this three-tiered tears for fears nonsense. Right. They're playing along with it. But as for the pay rise, it's all about timing. Yeah. The optics are bad, aren't they? You know, millions are going to be facing yeah. the dole towards Christmas and they're taking an extra three or four grand. It looks bad. Right. It's all about timing. It's terrible for, for yeah, their Yeah, I mean, they should have at least said, look, guys, we, we've got this in the bag, but now's not the time to announce it. Yeah, it yeah. I mean, them. I'm not suggesting they should have been underhand, but certainly if they'd waited until maybe the new year mm. to say, oh, by the way, mm. this is happening. Yeah. But not now. Yeah. Not now that people are about... I mean, people are about to be made redundant in massive numbers because we're coming to the end of October because the furlough scheme's running out. And I know personally people who have had letters already yeah. Um, yeah. from their employers saying, we're really sorry, but we're going to have to downsize the company. Mm. You might be one of those people affected. You know, you have to come and talk to us. What they, could have done, what, what, what they could have done, it would have been smart PR say, OK, the three grand that all of the Labour Party are getting, we're not going to accept. Right. And we're going to donate to 
food banks yeah, or yeah. to the NHS or whatever. Made a virtue of, yeah. of, of small beer yes. and actually had a huge PR win. Mm. But they're not. I think it just shows that they're out of touch, grasping, right. avaricious, and they just can't, like you said earlier, they can't read the room. No. Yeah, they but when really you can't. see what the, you know, and I always, whenever I get into a row with an MP and they hate it, I always just look at their expenses. Yeah. yeah. And you look at their expenses <laughs> and you, said, yeah, yeah, and you, you just go, what did you claim for? You claimed for like a, a uh, bathtub, you know, a rubber Downstore stamp mother. or something. Oh, or yeah. worse than that, no, this was like a rubber stamp or something, £1.50. Mm. You claimed for that? Mm. For God's sake. I yeah. mean, you know, just buy it. <laughs> yeah, you know, you can afford it. You're actually putting a receipt in for £1.50. Yeah. 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 Really? Like cashing out a one pound And that's check. how they live, these guys. They don't pay for anything. Yeah. And in the old, you know, in the bad old days, well, poor old Jackie Smith, you know, was the Home Secretary, oh, yeah. and her husband was watching porn yeah, yeah, uh, while he was putting up, fit, fitting up the old family barbecue yeah. in the so-called second home, which was actually their first home. Yeah. And you go, really? Yeah. You know, it's not right. Having said so, that, if, if you're married to Jackie Smith, you might watch porn. I don't know. Oh, so I'm not commenting on that because I already get accused that my Twitter is quite racy. Yeah. Also, she's now in, is she not in Strictly or something? Right. Oh, what? Well, you know, MPs, former MPs, if you've been in politics, you need to Well, they all think they can do an Ed Balls because Ed Balls yeah. actually. But yeah. Ed Balls is, okay, I can't actually, believe Balls, he's likable. He is actually quite likable, funnily enough. I actually enough. like him. Yeah. I didn't know that until I heard him doing an interview once on, yeah. on Five Live, I think it was. And he came across really well. Yeah, yeah. And I don't watch Strictly, so I mean, yeah. I couldn't care less about that. But he actually is quite an interesting bloke, quite yeah. a thoughtful yeah. guy. But she is. She really is. She is not. The less said about that, the better. Right. So, anyway, here's what we do now, Martin. We've got nine. Uh, names and or organisations the tenth will be Margaret Ferrier so we'll chuck her in there somewhere but what we have to do now is try and revert, get it down to three right Mike so Esther I'm going to ask you to pick his your favourite one of his out of three okay. so tell us your three again um, I, I had Sadiq Khan mm-hmm. oh. I had Frankie Boyle yeah. and I had Emmanuel Macron Not a bad list oh mm. Sadiq Sadiq Khan you want to go for Sadiq it's yeah. got to be Sadiq there you go. it was Sadiq Double top. Khan with a T at the end. <laughs> right, so you've picked one of mine, which is um, the MP's um, pay rise. Yep. Um, I have to remember what they were now. I don't know, my it was brain's the cops. gone. It was the, the, Met. Co- the Metropolitan yeah, Police, Police and, and the and National Maritime Museum. I'm going to go for the Metropolitan Police because, okay. because I, I really do think we have to support people like Darren Grimes. Yes. I think we have to support every journalist. And I think this is the thin end of the wedge. Yeah. If the cops are going to start policing the speech of journalists, yeah. we're frankly heading towards a society that I don't recognise as British. And no. they still haven't released my Dawn Butler footage. No, there you so go. They, they definitely so they can double up at that. Yeah, yeah. right. I'll go so, for the so Metropolitan Police and uh, Sadiq Khan. So what, so uh, what were your three words? Mine were the CCP. Yes. Um, Dominic West and yes. Lily James, actually. They can be a nice... That's quite good, isn't it? Uh, and SARS. And SARS, yeah. yeah. I think SARS might confuse people, but yeah. it will still be in there as part of the top common 10. Nigeria, yeah. Yeah. I think, um, I think I've got to go for China. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah, China. Yeah. Let's yeah. give China, you know, going over because they've not been in it for a while. Yeah. I don't yeah. think. Yeah, yeah I, I, right. I agree. Yeah. So, in terms of the, the crimes committed, you know, I don't like Dominic West, yeah. but I think China's worse. Well, yeah. also, he won yeah. it last week, so he can come yeah. in as like number four or number something. Four, yeah. Yeah. Be fine. Yeah. Honorary So, mention. China, Metropolitan Police, Sadiq Khan. Yeah, mm. not a bad list. It's not yeah, a bad not list. A bad Sadiq's list. in it a lot, by the way. I I mean, yeah. he, he, he will probably win Plank of the Year just yeah. purely just, on points. Yeah. Decade. You know, because yeah. he's just in it every week, practically. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> By the way, I forgot to mention this. I was uh, on my way to uh, Sussex last Friday. Mm. I was uh, ordered to go to Ikea. So I had to go to Ikea in Greenwich. It took me an hour to drive from here to Greenwich, which is approximately four miles, something like that. And I took a couple of pictures because they've made the road that goes out towards the Blackwall Tunnel from Greenwich, which is used to have a bus lane and Uh. a lane next to it. They've changed the bus lane into a cycle lane, Mm. right? 
And so, of course, there were no cyclists going down mm. there. And so I just took, took two pictures. The Express picked it up yeah. and had me humiliating Sadiq Khan. So I just went, well, congratulations, Sadiq. And uh, they made quite a big uh, splash of it. But it was very funny. And he, because he constantly refuses to come on my show. Yeah, he would do. I'm now being followed on Twitter by his press office. Really? So I'm assuming they're now starting to pay attention a little bit. He is just but, you know, Oh, my God. But just he is. That, he should just be... But oh. should we make him? Like we shouldn't make him number police. one, though. No. I think it's got to be the Metropolitan Police. I think it, it should yeah. be the Metropolitan Police. I'm happy to concede on that point. I, I do think that while um, Khan is a perennial planker, he's, he is in there yeah, a lot. He's, he's <laughs> perennial. Yeah. Um, I think. I think this week. I'll, I'll give it solidarity I'll give it to you. with yeah, Darren with, with with Grimes. Okay. So, yeah. Well, listen. Here it is. We've got the re- we've got a real plank now, right? So this was sent in by one I of our listeners. What is that? This is the plank. This is the plank. So plank of the week goes to Metropolitan Police. Thank you to Martha Dormney. Thank you to Esther Braku. We'll see you next week. Don't forget, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, We'll see you then.